Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing breaches of the week. And as always, before we begin, this week in data breaches for the record was absolutely nuts. Let's thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information, and that would be David Little, Jay Dance, Krish Patel, Jacqueline Wolf, Stephen Winters, and Giacomo Toretta. Love that name. Thank you very much. And with that, Let's dive right in and talk about Move It because not a week goes by in what seems like forever that Move It doesn't have some kind of disclosure because they got everybody hit. This this week it's NSTAR Inc. for 64,000 people, MES Vision, which apparently is in a supply chain which required uh, Gerber Life Insurance, that's right, the massive Gerber Life Insurance company to declare AutoZone, which you probably have in your local neighborhood if you're here in the United States, and Blue Shield of California. I presume one of the largest Blue Shields because California is, well, California. That's absolutely crazy, and those are your move-its for the week. Moving on. From move-it, let's talk about NSC Technologies. On November 21st, they filed a notice with Maine after discovering a cyber attack that basically allowed attackers to get into their network and the data that we are talking about that they're disclosing includes names and social security. And that's all I know right now. It includes others. But that's what I got. So with that, they're sending out notification letters to those affected. So head, heads up, NSC Technologies, patients, clients, whatever it is. Moving on. Let's do our mini segment real quick, entitled, If You Just Paid More for Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Getting Sued, and let's start with Illuminate Education. They had a data breach about two years ago or so. I've been reporting on it ever since, and obviously they're in the court systems right now, but interestingly enough, Illuminate Education, Inc. defeated for the second time a proposed class action alleging that it failed to protect the personal information of more than 3 million elementary to high school students, which was exposed in a December 2021 data breach. Now, the plaintiffs failed to show that they had suffered concrete harm from the breach or were at immediate risk of future harm. That's a threshold requirement for standing to sue. And that's according to Judge James V. Selna of the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California. Selna dismissed the suit basically in a ruling that was docketed on November 17. So if you're looking to get paid from Illuminate Education... You're going to have to try again. Moving on, let's talk about Mr. Cooper, one of the nation's, the United States's uh, largest lenders, which has a really unusual name, but I've been talking about this one for the last couple of months. Even more class actions basically came about recently. Three class actions now filed on November 14th allege that Mr. Cooper did not adequately safeguard the confidential personal information of its approximately 4.3 million customers. The suit also contends that the company's negligence allowed the data breach and also that the company did not notify their customers in a timely manner. So if you use Mr. Cooper for your financial needs, you might eventually be entitled to compensation. Moving on. Let's talk about Stanley Steamer. I actually remember their commercials from like years ago when I used to watch regular television. They were hit with a proposed class action by a Florida woman claiming that they failed to properly secure their customer data and the rest of it is behind a paywall. And I really don't know why like half of the legal blogs that I look at for this kind of stuff just uh, has paywalls. It just doesn't make sense to me. Moving on. Let's talk about the Hyde Park, New York-based Northwell Health. They're facing a lawsuit basically for a data breach that affected 3.9 million people. It's reported on November 17. Now, a proposed class action lawsuit was filed in federal court alleging that Northwell was negligent in protecting its patients' protected uh, health information from a breach, not from them, but from one of their third-party uh, suppliers in their supply chain, and that would be transcription service Perry Johnson & Associates, 
which is used by multiple health systems. <clears throat> I've actually talked about Perry Johnson in the last couple of weeks or so, maybe the month or whatever, but, but this one is one that I've been watching. Now, although none of Northwell's systems were affected by an actual cyber attack, uh, Northwell was notified by Perry Johnson that files containing Northwell patient information were copied out in their breach, which means there's going to be more health uh, healthcare disclosures thanks to Perry Johnson and all of their clients, which means more lawsuits, which means more work for me every Sunday. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Moving on. IBM and Johnson & Johnson again. Now, IBM and J&J Healthcare are basically facing a Florida man's proposed class action over that August data breach that potentially exposed the personal health information of more than half a million people. The plaintiff, Jarvis Bryant Jenkins, alleged that the companies were negligent regarding the safety of his sensitive uh, health information shared with Johnson & Johnson and that the data was exposed as a result of a data breach at IBM, basically the hosting provider for Johnson & Johnson. That is according to the complaint filed this past Wednesday in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. They're, apparently they're in Manhattan. So <clears throat> there you go. IBM, Johnson & Johnson continues. And so that ends the mini segment if any of those companies had just paid more and paid more attention to cybersecurity, they wouldn't be getting sued. So everybody really needs to step up their game. You don't want to be on my list, believe me. Moving on, back to regular breaches. We have the Wyoming County Community Health System. On November 16th, Wyoming County Community Health filed a notice with Maine after they discovered that files stored within their network had been subject to unauthorized access. Now, in this notice, they explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to gain access and see names, social security numbers, driver's license or state ID numbers, dates of birth, biometric data, medical information, and health insurance information, as well as account numbers as well. So upon completing their investigation, they began sending out notices as well. So heads up, Wyoming County Community Health. Moving on, let's talk about Retool. If you recall a short while back, they had a data breach and they're in a lot of supply chains. And so now third-party companies are disclosing. And this week it is MG Stover. They're apparently a financial institution, and the article also mentioned multiple investment funds caught up in this, but none were disclosed. So believe me, Retool will be back, like Perry Johnson and Move It and all of the others, and here we go. Moving on. Let's talk about the Rusnak Auto Group, because on November 16th, Rusnak Auto uh, filed a notice with California after discovering an unauthorized party were able to gain access to their network, and they explained that this was basically, they were able to access consumer-sensitive information, which included full names and social security numbers. And so they began sending out notices as well, but heads up if you use Rusnak Auto Group for all your automobile needs. Moving on, let's talk about Fidelity National Financial. Yes, the Fortune 500 Fidelity. They reported to the SEC that they were the victim of a, quote, cybersecurity incident that impacted certain systems. <clears throat> and I quote verbatim, so bear with me here because I think they made a typo, among other containment measures, we blocked access to certain of our systems, which resulted in disruptions to our business. That is literally from a statement that they put out. This investigation is still ongoing. We don't know the number or the size or the scope just yet, but apparently access to certain of our systems is never a good thing. Moving on. Let's talk about Yamaha Motors. And if you are any into racing in any which way, shape, or form, Yamaha makes amazing motors. Now, the personal information of employees was stolen in a ransomware attack, specifically targeting a Philippines subsidiary of Yamaha Motor. So the incident, according to Yamaha's parent company in Japan, 
occurred on October 25th and only impacted one server managed by Yamaha Motor Philippines, the company's motorcycle manufacturing and sales subsidiary in that country. Now, the server, according to Yamaha Motor, was, quote, accessed without authorization by a third party and hit by a ransomware attack and a partial leakage of employees' personal information stored by the company was confirmed, end quote. Now, Yamaha says it immediately took steps to prevent it, investigation is ongoing, etc., etc., on November 16th, the investigation revealed that some personal information stored by Yamaha Motor Philippines was indeed compromised in that attack. So heads up to you if you work for Yamaha Motor Philippines, not the other side of Yamaha, which makes musical instruments. And I think they make like a million things. So there you go. Moving on, let's talk about Prestige Care coming back to the United States. They filed with Health and Human Services here in the United States after discovering an unauthorized party access their network. Now, as a result of that, consumer information that may have been accessed was names, social security numbers, dates of birth, medical information, and health insurance information. They are sending out notices of breach as well. Moving on, University of Michigan also declaring with Health and Human Services on October 23rd of this year. Now, in their notice, U of M explained that the unauthorized party may have had access to sensitive information, including names, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, financial account, and payment card numbers, and health information. So, PCI breach as well, looks like, for the credit cards. Now, upon completing their investigation, they've been sending out notices also. And for the record, this one affected over 63,000 students, applicants, employees, and research study participants. The University of Michigan, pretty dang big. Moving on, let's head on over to Germany and talk about mobile phone giant Vodafone. Because on October, I'm serious, excuse me, on Tuesday, November 22nd, the Guardia Civil alerted Vodafone customers via Twitter slash X slash whatever Elon Musk will call it next week of a security incident involving unauthorized access to one of the company's partners. The threat exposed both personal and banking details of a select group of Vodafone customers. Now, the warning on Twitter read, and I quote, Notice, unauthorized access to Vodafone partner systems was detected, compromising personal and bank details of a limited number of customers. End quote. Now, the message concluded, quote, the company has sent them an informative SMS with recommendations for security. End quote. So if you're a Vodafone customer, heads up to you. Moving on, let's head on over to the UK from Germany. Quick, quick plane ride. Uh, so, Musgrove Park Hospital in Somerset and around 200 Somerset NHS Foundation Trust patients have had their records, quote, inappropriately accessed by a member of staff, end quote, after a data breach at Musgrove Park Hospital. Now, the trust said that basically the member of staff access hospital records of people known to them over a period of six years. So your buddy comes in or your friend comes in or your relative comes in, uh, you know, for whatever, not your, not your job, but you've got access to it. Now you're looking, now you're snooping. That's basically what happened. A member of the staff had access to one of the hospital systems as part of their role. Somerset NHS Trust also explained this enabled them to see demographic details, A&E attendances, including dates and basic admission information, whatever A&E is, inpatient admissions, including dates, the wards where patients were cared for, consultant and specialty, and outpatient outpatient appointments, including dates, consultant and specialty as well. So heads up to you. If you've got a friend that works at Musgrove Park Hospital, he or she just might have got you in trouble. Moving on, let's talk about Southwest Behavioral Health coming back here to the United States because they just filed 
on November 13th with Health and Human Services after discovering that confidential information had been provided basically to the company and was subject to unauthorized access. Now, in this notice, they explain that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party that was really weirdly written. Again, copying and pasting <laughs> directly from sources. Basically, they explain... An unauthorized party uh, was able to access consumer sensitive information. I don't know what that is. Uh, you know, they didn't provide that information. They're sending out notices of breach. So health heads up Southwest Behavioral Health patients. Moving on. Let's head on back to the UK and talk about the British Library. They revealed that HR data was stolen and leaked in a recent ransomware breach. Now, the state-run institution, one of the world's largest public libraries, only admitted last week on October 28th, so a few weeks ago, that basically this incident was in fact caused by ransomware. Now, in further update, they, perveal, they, they revealed more information, quote, following confirmation that this was a ransomware attack, we're aware that some data has been leaked. This appears to be from our internal HR files. We have no evidence that data of ours has been compromised or yeah, of our users, excuse me. So if your patron has been compromised, however, if you have a British library login and your password is used elsewhere, we recommend changing it on other sites as a precautionary measure. How about this British library? Why don't you change it on that site too? And nobody should be reusing passwords heads up to you also enable multi-factor authentication moving on let's talk about taj hotels this is coming out of india a data breach at taj hotels group might have put the personal information of about 1.5 million people at risk earlier in november now this hotel group which is owned by tata one of india's largest companies if not the largest said that is investigating the matter and also asserted that there's no suggestion of any current or ongoing security issue. Now, according to uh, basically the Economic Times report, a threat actor DNA Cookies has demanded $5,000 US for the full data set, which includes a lot of personal information of hotel group, Taj Hotel Group customers, including their addresses, membership IDs, mobile numbers, and then it just says, etc. So <laughs> I don't know what they etc, but it's in there. And the customer data breach, or the customer data of Taj Hotel uh, that was breached apparently is from 2014 to 2020. So some of it is age, but heads up to you if you've stayed at a Taj Hotel property anywhere in the world. Moving on, let's talk about Gulf Air. Now, Gulf Air, and I'm assuming this is out of the Middle East, said that the data, uh, that they had a data breach uh, basically this past Friday, but its operations and vital systems were not affected. And that's according to Bahrain's news agency reporting yesterday on Saturday. So yeah, absolutely in the Middle East. Now the agency quoted the company as saying that, quote, as a result of this illegal breach, some information from the company's email system and customers' databases could be compromised, end quote. It also added emergency plans were deployed. So heads up to you if you use Gulf Air for all your travel needs. Moving on, let's talk about Instagram. That's right, owned by Meta, aka Facebook, one of the worst companies in the world. Now, Meta Platforms, obviously the parent company, as I just said, of Facebook and Instagram, received over 1.1 million reported incidents of users over the age of 13, under the age, excuse me, under the age of 13 since early 2019, a fact that that basically it largely failed to act um, and, and, and on this and zealously sought to keep this from the public. And that is according to the attorney generals of 33 states. In other words, <clears throat> I'm screwing up my own notes here, but Instagram basically had gotten 1.1 million reported incidents of 
basically kids under the age of 13, the COPPA here in the United States requires, if you're going to sign up for an online service like an Instagram, that you be 13 or over. I think that's ridiculously young, given all the information we have. And basically, they covered it up. They zealously, quote unquote, sought to keep that from us. From you and I in 33 states here in the United States have now basically piled on. Further, Meta, quote, routinely continued to collect children's data, end quote, including their emails and locations without parental consent in violation of the law. Dozens of U.S. states have filed uh, suits against Meta last month, accusing the social media giant of getting America's youth addicted to social media and lying to the public about the potential dangers of the platform in violation of both state and federal law. I have talked about Meta at length. One of my most recent podcast video uh, things, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do a radio segment on it as well, is on Meta and just, just how they've cut their responsible AI team. This is a terrible company. I think, quite frankly, Zuckerberg needs to be put in jail. This is sheer negligence, and they know what they're doing thanks to whistleblowers like Francis Haugen. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about the New York City Bar Association. They confirmed that data for more than 27,000 members and employees were leaked during a cyber attack almost a year ago. Now, in filings with regulators in both Maine and Vermont, the organization said an investigation completed on October 18, confirmed that attackers broke into the systems and had access to internal files from December 2 through the 24th of last year. Now, in January, Clop Ransomware claimed to have attacked the organization, threatening to release 1.8 terabytes of stolen information. Despite acknowledging the receipt of emails from recorded future news in January, the association never responded to requests for comment or addressed the issue publicly. Now, this flies in the face and for the record, bar associations, if you don't know, are basically what lawyers belong to. They know the law better than anybody else. The state of New York, where this is, has the SHIELD Act requiring them to disclose uh, notices of data breach way, way more or way faster than a year, like days. So obviously this is a huge thing. They know better. They're playing lawyer ball with the government. I think that's what's happening here. That's my opinion. Moving on. Let's head on back over to the United Kingdom and talk about IT provider CTS. They are an MSP or managed service provider, in other words, an IT company for law firms specifically in the UK. And they are, quote, urgently investigating, end quote, a cyber attack that has disrupted its services, potentially leaving hundreds of British law firms unable to access their case management systems. Now, the company announced Friday that it was, quote, experiencing a service outage, which has impacted a portion of the services we deliver to some of our clients, end quote. And they confirmed, quote, the outage was caused by a cyber incident, end quote. Now, the UK government is closely monitoring the company's situation, according to the government itself. Industry news outlet, a state agent today, reported that CTS was hit through the Citrix bleed bug, which U.S. officials have warned about, and, and that's something that I've actually talked about as well. Boeing, from what I understand, also got hit with Citrix bleed. So if you have a Citrix Netscaler server or gateway or anything like that, you've got to update these things immediately. Don't be negligent. That's one of the biggest problems we see. Always outward facing. A lot of times IT companies get behind on this kind of stuff. Never good. <clears throat> Moving on. Let's talk about DePaul University in sunny Indiana. They're undergoing a cybersecurity incident impacting their network environment, according to a news release. After local news in Indiana received emails and calls from individuals impacted by this, the university confirmed that they were recently, quote unquote, made aware 
of basically an incident impacting their network. The university said that they are working with a team of forensic experts to restore the network. This was from a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully DePaul University is back online. And as soon as I have any information on their disclosures, you know I'll let you know. But heads up, DePaul students, alumni, faculty, anybody. And finally, and we've got a couple of finalists for you this week. This week was just absolutely insane. We got to talk about NVIDIA, this the, ma the massive uh, chip maker. Obviously, they make really good graphic cards, GeForce, et cetera, et cetera. And this one is beyond the mini lawsuit segment. It really is. And you're going to understand why, because this is a usual one, a unique one. I could have done this as a video in and of itself. But Here's, here's what's going on. According to a lawsuit filed against tech giant NVIDIA, a senior staff member of theirs, Mohamed Mani Ruzaman, made an error with disastrous consequences. Now, he was giving an online presentation to a team from his former employers, where he used to work, and that's the car technology firm, uh, car technology firm Valio. But in the course of this, Valio claims that he accidentally displayed a file proving that he stole Valio's tech secrets and intellectual property. Now, the tech that Valio claims he took was their source code behind its parking and driving assistance software. This is an area, for the record, that NVIDIA has been working to expand into. Quote, according, uh, quoting the complaint, so brazen was Mr. Mani Ruzaman's theft, the file path on his screen still read Valio docs, end quotes, obviously suggesting that it was a folder specifically containing documents that he had simply taken from Valio. Now, Valio claims, and again, they're watching this on like Zoom or something like this, so I'm sure there's screenshots out there. Now, Valio claims that Mr. Mani Ruzaman took gigabytes of data in 2021 when he was working for the German arm of the French firm. He basically left to join NVIDIA later that year. Now, this is not the first time we've seen intellectual property theft like this, although usually it ends up in China. Tesla had their autopilot stolen. Uh, basically, train logistics company had their uh, information, their IP stolen, sent to China, and on and on and on. And there you go. This is not unusual as well. And speaking of China, for our next finally, we have to talk about Dutch semiconductor giant NXP. And this one is concerning as it underscores a larger issue that we have in the world. And that's China. Now, Chimera, which is a Chinese linked hacker group, infiltrated the network of NXP and had access for over two years beginning in late 2017 to the beginning of 2020, according to reporting. Now, during this period, these uh, basically this hacking group, Chimera, reportedly stole intellectual property, including chip designs. However, the full extent of the theft has yet to be disclosed. NXP is the largest chip maker in Europe, and the scale and extent of this is obviously shocking to the European Union community because obviously they are a huge uh, employer. Now, according to the report, the breach remained undetected for roughly two and a half years while the attackers essentially lurked inside the company's network. The breach was only discovered because a similar attack occurred on uh, basically the Dutch airline Transavia, which is a subsidiary of KLM or Royal Dutch Airways. Now, attackers accessed Transavia's reservation systems in September of 2019. An investigation into the Transavia hack uncovered communications with NXP IPs, which then led to the NXP hack. <laughs> now, the attack bears all the hallmarks of Chimera Hacking Group, including the use of the Chimrar tool or Chimrar hacker tool, uh, basically to break into NXP. The attackers 
initially use credentials from previous data leaks on platforms like LinkedIn or Facebook, and then use brute force attacks to guess the passwords. They also bypass multi-factor authentication numbers by altering phone numbers of the account. So obviously, and nobody should be using SMS authentication, uh, make sure you've got good authenticator apps or hardware in your life. Now, the attackers are patient, only checking for new data to steal every few weeks, and then basically snuck the data out using encrypted files uploaded to online cloud services like Microsoft's OneDrive, Dropbox, or Google Drive. And I talk about this all the time. You have to have application control inside your network because the Dropboxes of the world are data exfiltration risks. This is exactly the point. Now, NXP, like I said, is a major player in the global semiconductor market. They became vastly more influential after they acquired Freescale, an American company, in 2015, and they are known for developing secure uh, MIFARE or MyFare chips for public transportation in the Netherlands, but also for secure elements for things like the iPhone, Apple Pay, etc., etc. So NXP, obviously, a major player, and that is never good. Moving on. And our last finally for the day, because yes, it does get worse, <laughs> Idaho National Laboratory. Apparently, this is where the first atomic uh, bomb or energy or whatever was created, et cetera, et cetera, where we first started pioneering this. Now, the Idaho National Laboratory is one of 17 national labs in the United States Department of Energy complex, and they suffered a major data breach on November 19, leaking a host of information, including employee email addresses, social security numbers, bank account information, phone numbers, employee information, and dates of birth. <clears throat> the lab employs over 6,000 100 researchers who focus on nuclear research, renewable energy systems, and security solutions as well. The breach affected the laboratory's Oracle HCM system servers, which, according to INL Media spokesperson Lori McNamara, quote, supports its human resources applications, end quote. Now, the INL, or Idaho National Laboratories, is coordinating with the FBI as well as Homeland Security, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency to launch an investigation. On November 20, SiegeSec, this is a group of self-proclaimed, and I quote, gay furry hackers, end quote, <coughs> claimed responsibility over the attack and announcement on hacking forums and leaked the stolen information, including what it claims is, quote, hundreds of thousands of user, employee, and citizen data, end quote. The group also allegedly posted screenshots of internal INL tools to provide proof of the breach on Telegram. And one of the reasons why this is a very important thing is, one, identifying those people that actually know how to make nuclear weapons <laughs> is not a good thing. You know, these, they're working on advanced technologies here. And if you're able to, let's say, link up and understand their bank account, you can bribe them. Possibly you can you can blackmail them. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff. And so this is essentially a personnel issue in the sense that any foreign government uh, that is looking, let's say, to develop this or steal this kind of information now has a target-rich environment of potentially 6,100 researchers that could give them critical information or intellectual property that the United States holds dear. So that's obviously very, very disastrous, especially if a rogue nation or group is able to successfully get, gather this information and develop the capability to build something like a nuclear weapon or, you know, whatever. So odds are this is, or I should say odds are, and I'm hoping that that will never be the case, but these people now have to be scrutinized by the federal government for their own protection. And that is never a fun thing. So it has been an absolutely crazy week. Uh, I'm sorry. I think I've been a little congested as I've been recording here. Hopefully I'm not coming down with something, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So there you go. Those are your breaches of the week. Were you affected? Nah, you were affected. We all were.
And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.